0: Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Andrea. We're excited to welcome you
1: to the We Should Probably Talk About That podcast. We are so happy to have you here with us, and we can't wait to make it awkward.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Should Probably Talk About That podcast. We are back. It's after Thanksgiving. Andrea, I got to know. Please tell me. We got to know. Did you survive Thanksgiving? Did you win the contest? I survived
1: Thanksgiving. I will tell it. But let's hear about your Thanksgiving oh, first. What man. did you do? I really have to wait. Yeah.
0: You were out of town, right? Yeah, I was out of town. I, uh My girlfriend who was in San Francisco, her and her husband uh, said, hey, what are you doing? You should probably come down before the end of the year. And my kids were all at their in-laws or fathers or whatever and so I planned a last-minute trip and went to San Francisco so it was beautiful yeah temperatures were in the high 60s I spent a lot of time on their back patio which is very private with lots of different flowers and trees and
2: we had yeah we
0: had a great dinner with friends for Thanksgiving and then they had a dinner party with friends over and her husband made a coco vin
1: which is is
0: wine and chicken and I don't know Coco Vong? Vong. Vong. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to cut that out. Coco Vong. It's it's French. We don't have to cut it out, but it was very good. (laughs) It was very good
1: and we had glasses of wine and I learned a lot about their friends and it was good. Fun. Just a little getaway. Yeah, mine was good. I went to my brother's house up in, I don't know where he lives, West Point. And, um. Utah. West Point, Utah. Utah. Yeah, not far. Um, yeah, and the Rice Krispie Treat Challenge. Yes. I I got so many messages on oh, I I, it was do. hilarious to me how many fully grown adult humans were completely invested yes, in Rice Because Krispie they treats listen. On and for
0: those of you who have not listened to one of our podcasts before, it's in one of our Rapid Fire Questions podcasts where about trophies. <laughs> about trophies. <laughs> and Andrew yeah. kinda gives the backstory on this, but it's a family contest which is amazing. <clears throat> and she's so, here to
1: renew her Reclaim my title. Yes. Yes. My brother stripped it from me. So it's only every other year because we're with opposite sides of the family. So this year was with my family. It's usually me and at least two of my brothers sometimes. Last time we did it all, three of my brothers and I competed. This year, my younger brother had sick kids. My brother just younger than me got sick. He was in town from Texas. So his wife actually stepped in and made up a recipe. She did? Last minute, yeah. And then my older brother. So, it was just three of us, my older brother and then my sister-in-law. And, like, going into it, like, my brother texted me on Thanksgiving morning and was like, my secret ingredient totally bombed. This sucks. Mine are the worst. And then... When I got to Thanksgiving, my sister-in-law was like, can I withdraw from the competition? She's like, I realized that these are not good and I don't even want to compete. I'm she like, didn't no. you taste test it? No, no, yeah, you're in. I'm like you're, you're both in. But I was so confident because I'm like, his messed up. She's embarrassed. Hopefully someone will throw them a pity vote. Like yeah. I have, this is <laughs> mine. A pity vote. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so we have everyone taste them. We get going on the, boring and my brother's like laying we have everyone right, we number the Rice Krispie treats. We lay them out on my brother's like laying out the papers one, two and three, and like it is a close race and at the end my brother is down by one vote and me and my sister in law are tied. So, so what does that say about yours if she thought her suck? No, I'm just No, kidding. I know <laughs> I'm starting to think it's my personality. No. no so we So we had to go to the neighbors for this and this was hilarious. Are they used to you coming over for Well, the, the last the vote? time we were there was in 2018 cuz when I lost 2 years ago it was at my house. Oh, okay. The time before that was oh, yeah. 2018, which we needed a tiebreaker. It was so funny so we knock on their door the Owner of the home opens the door and she sees us and she immediately is like, no, no, I'm not doing it. She like <laughs> sees the Rice Krispie Treats and she turns and like runs back in her house. She's like, don't make me do this. No. Mother. She just like, She, she didn't want to break somebody's yeah, heart. She remembered from four years ago. I'm like, man, she's struggling with PT. I actually PTSD. named it Rice Krispie TSD, right? R-T-S-T. Rice Krispie, uh, R-T-S-D. Rice Krispie T-S-D. Oh, yeah. Uh, Is Yeah. RCTSD but I left the tea out because it's cute with like Rice Krisp PTSD but anyway she was like I'm not doing it and her daughter was there for Thanksgiving so she's like I'll do it well so we let my brother stay in the competition who was down by one vote we didn't say whose was whose the daughter tasted him and she voted for my brother so now we're in a three way tie. tie yeah so then we had to have the mom do it and she was like panicking she like got water she wanted to cleanse her palate <laughs> she like
0: Anyway, she tasted all three. Okay, wait before you before you get to the good stuff, tell us what
1: was in each one. Okay, okay. So my older brother, his he used chocolate Rice Krispies. Okay, and his secret ingredient was cinnamon bears that he was trying to slow melt into the butter and then he was going to add marshmallows but it that's got too hot interesting so the cinnamon bears like clumped and crystallized so he didn't use them he didn't use cinnamon bears oh so he so just talked crispy treats and and the girl of course votes for him because she has a underdeveloped palate <laughs> two of my three <laughs> kids voted for it. i didn't get any votes from my own kids oh! <laughs> oh, and then my sister in laws was Strawberry Jello with white chocolate ganache. It was intense fruit flavor. They were pink. Wow. It was like they were pretty good, pretty good. Not as good as mine, but pretty good. Okay. Anyways, so I won the competition with a caramel popcorn. I did a layer of like I made homemade caramel, made caramel popcorn. Put a layer of caramel popcorn and then a layer of caramel infused rice krispie treats. Infused. And, then, <laughs> I, like and then I drizzled caramel on the top. They were so good. Nice. But I still only won by one vote. But It anyway, doesn't matter, you have the trophy.
0: I won. Is it displayed here no, in your home or in your home? We
1: can't find it. <laughs> that's pathetic. We're trying to like we don't remember who my brother that won last time wasn't there, so he probably has it, but he, anyway. you got to ship that sucker, because well, you wasn't to good about time. yourself. I'll go get it. Okay. But anyway, so yes, I won. I'm glad. Karma Congratulations.
0: Thank you. You have reclaimed, reclaimed the a lot title. Of
1: work. <laughs> yep.
0: A lot of work. <laughs> it sounds like it.
1: Someone messaged me and said they want to have a Rice Krispie Treat party, where I try to make every kind I've ever made. Well, that would be a lot of work. I, I don't was think I like Rice Krispie Treats. I don't, I don't either. I was going to say, sign that out.
0: BS on you making it all. Or just let
1: other people. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing that.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: <laughs> Whoever you were that said that,
0: you got to make them all.
1: I also had a friend over here last night, and he told me that he has a popcorn recipe that has chopped up cinnamon bears in it mm-hmm. that you don't cook them. So he's like, tell your brother that. Because that actually kind of sounds good. They're just like little yeah. chunks of yeah chopped up bears yeah because those chocolate covered cinnamon bears is i know they're popular yeah okay anyway that was long but yeah that I was won. long i good,
0: won good job congratulations History. so good thanksgiving
1: yeah
0: good all right uh i guess we should move forward into today's episode oh, let um i'm very excited to present to everybody our friend dave is here dave say hello hello uh dave and andrea had met prior to this and if you remember correctly if you are a faithful listener of our podcast which you should be because if you're not we will disown you <laughs> um no we will we yeah we'll we, recap. we will we can recap it okay well we'll tease it really good andrea had met dave on a dating site bumble
1: we decided on
0: bumble you decided and dave is polyamorous and some of you may have just heard that phrase for the first time. And don't worry, we got you. And some of you may have your own assumptions or ideas about what polyamory is. We've got you too. We've got you covered. Um, (laughs) Dave's got
1: you covered. Dave's got you (laughs)
0: covered. Yes. The reason why we've asked Dave to come in is really the entire reason we do this podcast is to bring things into the open that sometimes people don't talk about or may have misconceptions about or may feel uncomfortable discussing. And so that's really why we've invited him here. Right, Andrea? Yeah. So go ahead. Did you so, so yeah,
1: just a quick recap. We talked, I talked about him briefly in our first online dating do's and don'ts episode. We'd met Months and months ago, right? like oh, yeah. Long, long uh, time ago. Yeah, all, over a
2: year now. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, we went to, we grabbed coffee one time. We never talked again after that. We did. We talked once or twice. We texted yeah, a couple text of times. Wait, did you ghost kind him? Of, did I ghost you?
2: You, I don't think you ghosted me. It felt kind of like it just sort of ebbed. You know, it just yeah. was like there was a connection there. We, we, we went to coffee. We talked. Um, and and uh, I think my situation really wasn't what you were looking for at the moment. Yeah. Although it was, there was still a connection there, and there was still a very friendly um, energy. Yeah, it was it a just, really your focus went fun else. time. Yeah.
1: I think I said on the episode, I couldn't get past just all the millions of questions that I had. You did, you did. And say it, that. it felt like he's easy to be around, but it still felt very interviewy. Like, oh, I need to know this, or now that made me think of this, and yeah. And at that time, it was just like, that was fun, but I don't know how to navigate that kind of a connection. And so I talked about it, wasn't planning to talk about it, but you, Lori, said something about being honest and upfront about what your status is, what you're looking for. Yes. So then I told the story that when we met, I didn't read his bio and we just got into a conversation and then a little bit into it he says I have a feeling you didn't read my bio (laughs) and so then I went back and saw it you're like oh no what did I just walk in (laughs) yeah yeah so he's married in an open marriage ethically non-monogamous ENM is what if you see an ENM on a dating profile that's what it it means means. so I pulled back right I was kind of like I don't know
2: I didn't necessarily get a pullback feeling from my end. From my end, it, it seemed like that's what when the questions all started. I never got the, the feeling that you were yeah. like, okay, I'm just not, I'm, I'm uninterested. I got the feeling that you, your focus questions. your focus shifted from where could this go to where are you at and help me understand. Right, yeah.
1: and I did reach out to one of my closest male friends that I met when I moved here. He was dating... a. Uh, married woman Hmm. that was in an open marriage. And I'd met her, like I actually crashed one of their dates one time because I just thought it would be funny. (laughs) That's how good of friends we were, I knew where they were so I just showed up. And I pretended like he was my boyfriend. Remind me not to
0: tell you where I go on. I pretended
1: like he was my boyfriend and I walked up to their table and I was like, You promised me that the last time this happened would be the last (laughs) time. You did not And you date. caused the scene. Did I everyone did. look like, at you? That's like, awesome. Anyway, so then the three of us sat and had dinner together, me and my friend and his married date, because that's just what we did. And so he, when I reached out to him, I was like, "Hey, I met an ENM guy. What do you think?" And he's like, "Do it. It's the best. It's like so fun because you don't have to think beyond like just what it is, and there's not going to be like what's next for us." And so he kind of talked me into this like it could be kind of like safe and fun and casual so then we went and got coffee and that was it that That was a little texting little whatever and and then he found us on instagram right after we created our podcast instagram account. okay wait so he he didn't even
0: listen to our episode or know that it existed you broke it off talking i mean we
1: didn't even Break it off. We didn't it, really break okay, off like so it off. Okay, so it just like tickled away. Faded, yeah. just it, just faded. Sort of it faded away,
0: yeah. and then out and of I the room, I had nothing, nothing
1: bad to say. Did you have anything bad to say about me?
0: No. Oh, <laughs> heavens, no. Oh, no it not just, at all. You can tell me later. Yeah. <laughs> when she's <laughs> out of the room. The air. No. Yeah, no, we'll in leave it on the air. We just want you to leave the room.
2: You come across my social media a few times in between when we went on that coffee date to when. Um, you released your podcast. Um,
0: yes, because once your phone number is in their
2: phone, that's, so ex- you're, that's you're exactly. Pom- that's it. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And so, I every now and again, you know, I'd be scrolling through Instagram or something, and you would come up, and I would, you know, I, I definitely felt a connection. So, but at the same time, I'm not somebody who's like I'm going to come and just be invasive in your life. Mm-hmm. But I still was able to like look and say, you know, what she's doing really good. I'm glad. I'm happy. You know, it, it yeah. seemed like you were doing well. Um, and I probably would have maintained that status to be honest, other than. What, a week before your podcast released, we matched again on Bumble? We did. We did. Did you leave Bumble? I did for a while, yes. Okay, yeah. so,
0: but you both realized it was each other and you matched again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And I think. Because sometimes people don't. I've had people be like, hi. And I'm like, you have no idea. No, 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 no. I knew you know, it was I've him. I yeah.
1: knew it was him. And I've done that with people where it's like, you know you've matched before or you're friends with them in real life and you're like, Oh, let's see if they match. Yes. Yeah. was <laughs> yes, you know? just kind that. of that yeah. kind of a and thing. And then you
0: freak out if they have, cause you're like, Oh crap. Do I really want to pursue this or not? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we'd matched again, and then it was just like, but we didn't, did we talk?
2: We we did, we, we did actually go high did. Again. And so that actually is what is what gave me the, what gave me, like, I, I felt like I had the license to be like, all right, I want to follow you a little bit more. Right, okay. Had we not matched, I would have, you know, I would have respected that distance. I would have respected, I thought, you yeah, know what? I'm, that's kind. That, That's how it sort of just flowed. Mm-hmm. So, but we matched again, we started talking, you know, a little bit, and I thought, okay. Um, plus even before that, you guys must have, have put some sort of business something together on, on Instagram where there mm-hmm. wasn't really any information. There was a photo and it had the name it of the was podcast like the yeah. night that made was it. It was, it it was like
1: minutes after I, I created I it. I remember, I was yeah. sitting
0: here on the couch and you were like, oh And my. I
1: will say we'd already recorded the episode when, before we matched. I together. know. So it wasn't weird? like, oh, we matched and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this guy. Like. I'd already, we'd already told the story. Isn't that funny? Then we saw oh, each other on Bumble. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. So the episode was recorded, okay. just not released. Yeah, in the can. And then we created Instagram the yeah. night before we released it, and he started following. And I'm like, that's <laughs> coming out tomorrow. We, I got to yep. do some <laughs> damage control. You did. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, she said, was, she I've got stressed. to
2: tell him. She was, was so stressed that morning. I was so and I don't know why. I mean, I get it. You're an overthinker. I understand that. Right. But I thought it was great. Wait, I sat there. And I he knows an enjoyed.
0: overthinker. Look at him paying attention. <laughs> they do uh, <laughs> these ENMs. <laughs> they pay attention. Okay, we'll get to that in a we minute because that's a very big plus. Just to know that.
1: What do you wait? What do you prefer? Like, if we're talking about your lifestyle, do you prefer people say ENM, Polly? I, I
2: don't have. I don't have any preference. I mean, it all.
1: And does it all really mean the same thing?
2: It does. So EN, well, kind of. ENM is a is a much larger umbrella. So ENM would would encompass every type of non-monogamous um, lifestyle you can think of. So whether you're oh like um, married, so single. yeah, married, single, uh, swingers, anyone who has more than one sexual companion it's ENM yeah. as long as they're honest about it. It covers everybody but cheaters. Yeah, Because okay. cheaters' life. Right, so, exactly. That's, that's the E part. The right, E part hey. is very important. Yes, um, and I have questions about that. Which too. is ethical we'll for those of ethical. you that don't yeah, know. Yes, so so that kind of encompasses encompasses all of that. Um, poly is more a um, is more about looking for connection, looking for human connection, connection of soul, connection of mind. Yeah, um, than it is really any sort of. Sexual connection can be part of that. It can be, you know, a, a fairly large part of that. But that's not what the focus is put on when you're talking about polyamory. Right. Polyamory is more about people. It's more about getting to know them. It's more about um, finding out what drives them and, and understanding their soul rather than just what their body has to offer.
1: But right. poly is not limited to just married people no. in open no. marriages. Okay. No. All not right. what. Poly not just at all.
2: means many. Many. So um, there are a lot of people who identify as single poly, where they're not married, they're not in a relationship, um, yet they still consider themselves polyamorous, meaning they're open to more than one relationship at a okay. time. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So So, so here, here we are. Control. This is what I did. The morning – did I text you that morning? You
2: text me that morning. Like <laughs> that very morning. Please, God, don't go listen to our podcast and <laughs> I talk you to asked, you. About... Because you asked me if I would listened to it yet. Because I think I said something like, "Oh, I, something see like, I see you found our yep.
1: podcast Instagram," yep. and I was like, "Have you listened?" No, I'm like, "Well, funny story, you're in it. <laughs> I talk about you," and that was it. We we talked for a long time. We talked. We
2: talked for like an hour on the phone, but it was it was only maybe less than a minute talking about the podcast. We just yeah we caught just up caught again. Up yeah. again. Yep. and
1: then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go listen." Bye. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> And which leads he, us here, right? Yeah, because and then here we are. Right? So he messaged me after he listened, he was not mad. Oh,
2: there's nothing to be mad about. It was, I thought it was a great story. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your side of how those how events it went happened, for me, yep. yeah. and, and and having a little more insight into what you were thinking in those moments. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then we went and grabbed coffee again like a week or two after that. Mm-hmm. And then we've just stayed in contact, yeah. and we've, he is officially our first guest.
0: So. I know, how does that feel Dave? The
2: pressure? You no, know, I, I, I'm gonna say it doesn't really feel like there's much pressure. I do feel the historic weight of the moment though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think that, That's you know, good. this, this is going to end up in the Library of Congress yeah, at some like point. It might when we
1: make it big. And yeah. It's yeah. Like I was what do you first. mean? We're, we're on our way. You know, like, you're Matt, on your way. On yeah, way. we're services. there. You're right. on your way.
2: I know. The, the mechanic that morning helped you with your car because you had a podcast. He knew you were important. <laughs> That's I remember so that conversation. Important. And Dave brought us gifts. Should what? we talk about that? Yeah. I think we should
1: keychains. He did because he listens to our podcast and he listened to me talk about how I collect keychains.
2: Reiterate made.
1: Yeah, Did he made these. Purchase. He's a woodworker, yes, like main. as a hobby, I'm right? A hobby.
2: Yes, I would love for it to be a side gig someday. And but it like, that's not it's
1: fair. so cute. What is your say on it? Um, Are they the same? Mine is our logo, which mine I love because I created the logo. So that says we me should happy. probably talk about that. And then on the back of mine, it says "The Guy from Episode two. because that's how we've referred <laughs> to him. <laughs> the guy from the guy episode guy two. I love it. I lo- so thank so you. For thank our you for the well, gift. Very much appreciate. it. Future guests,
0: we we want gifts. Come bigger and better. Set precedent. All yeah. right. We want a bigger and better now. There you go. Um, I'm a size two-person vacation on the beach. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's get started. We know the story of how you guys met. We know that um, basically Dave has been online searching for different partners. Let's start at the beginning, though. When – how does this come up? And you can speak to your relationship with your wife because okay. Dave is married or you can just speak in generalities. That's up to you. How does this come up in a relationship when you start deciding to, um, open it up and bring it to the table?
2: Well, for me, it, it all started, um, because, uh, I'm going to try to give you the reader's digest version. Sure. How I'm long sure is it's this a podcast? Long, yeah, it's I'm, very, I'm sure it's a all long right. discussion. Um, I was born and raised here in Utah. Um, my family is very active LDS, uh, and so I was raised with all of those pressures, all of those sure. those pressures to to conform, all of those pressures to act a certain way and be a certain way. Um, and not really knowing any better and not really being super mature uh, in my teenage years, um, I just went along with it. I kind of just went along as with it. As most people do. Yeah, as most people do. Yeah. Um, thinking, all right, this is what's expected of me, and so I'll just go ahead and do that. Uh, you know, served an LDS mission. Came home. Probably the closest that I was to leaving, you know, that that culture. Um, until I actually left the culture was right when I came home from my mission. Um, I, I I didn't really feel very like spiritually fulfilled through the whole experience.
0: So you're about 22. I was, I was that 20, 20,
2: 21, 22. Yes, okay. I'm there. Um, and so I, I was really assessing, is this something that I want? Is this something? But of course I've still got, you know, pressure from family, pressure from friends, mm-hmm. pressure from essentially my entire world, uh, was still giving me pressure to continue to go to church. At, at that point in time, that's when I met my wife. Um, and she actually wa- hadn't quite graduated from high school yet when we first oh, met. Oh, really? Yeah. She was, uh, she was 17 when we met. Um, oh, wow. and she was feeling the same pressures. Uh you know, at the time that was kind of a scandalous thing. Now, you know, our oh, our, so our three year our three years apart is not that big of a deal. But at the time, especially in Utah, it was a little scandalous. But um so we started dating um and she was feeling that pressure too. And we never really early in our marriage we never really learned how to communicate very well. We both wore that mask that everybody puts on to try to be the person they they feel like they need to be, at least in the, the LDS culture. You know, yes. you, have to, you have to put on a certain front. It's a certain chameleon person. behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we call it. That's... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so we... Long story short, we... Uh, early on in our marriage, there were indications that she gave me and apparently indications that I gave her where we both thought, okay, this is the lifestyle we want to live. So... I figured, all right, if this is what she wants and this is what's going to make her happy, I'll go ahead and just do it. You know, I've been doing it my whole life. It's not that – shouldn't be that big of a sure. deal to keep doing it, you know, yeah. because I want a happy marriage. I want a happy home. I want um, – so that's what I did. Uh, and apparently that's what she did too, and we never discussed it. Um, Hold for, on. for Hold on. So you were
0: seeing other people, but you never discussed no, it. No no no, okay? no, no, no. no, no. He's saying the no. lifestyle they no. picked was was not what we monogamous. wanted to live. Got you. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to okay. clarify. No, no, no.
2: We very monogamous at this point in time. Very, Got it. yeah. None, none of that came up until much later. Got it. So ten years into our marriage, and uh, once again, long story short, an opportunity arose where uh, we were, you know. Our guard was, was down. We were very comfortable at the moment. There were no kids around. There was no other pressures. We're sure. on, we were on a long car trip, really. We are on a road trip. And we just had a great, you know, short little weekend vacation. And, you know, one of those, those quiet moments in the car, we're both a little tired. The radio's really low. She kind of looks over me and says, I, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, I thought, well, okay. My first question, obviously, you can't do what? you know i was like this drive drive, drive what do you what do you mean (laughs) and she says i i can't do this this church life anymore because i'm not happy i don't like it i don't believe it i don't you know i said well that's interesting because i thought that for a long time but i thought that's what you wanted and she says well i'm only doing because that's what you wanted and so really for the first time absolutely so for the first time in our marriage we we opened up and we dropped the masks um and, and talked about at least we talked about what we didn't want, which is what
0: First, marriage should be. That's yeah. why it blows my mind. But I relate. I was married for seventeen years and wore a mask the entire time, so I get it. Yeah. I totally get it.
2: Yep. Um, I think a lot of that comes with maturity. Yeah, you know, definitely. We were we were in our thirties, but plus time, you're
0: basically. told you're going to hell. Let's be honest. Absolutely. That's. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's a huge, scary. You thing, don't want to you know? sign that ticket. <laughs> guilt is a guilt is a very yeah. powerful motivator. It's not yeah. a great one, but it's a powerful one. Yeah. Um. So we decided that 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 lifestyle we were going to to stop doing that however we had been doing it for so very 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 long that it left a huge gaping hole in our lifestyle all our social yeah it's your community our social life was yeah. there our our kids friends all were there our you know that's that's what we had built our life around so we had this large hole that we really had to kind of figure out um one of the one of the things that arose was the fact that we got married so young, and we were we were pressured to get married because mm-hmm. you know we were not being good little Mormon boys and girls. Yes, we meaning
0: were. if you want to get physical
2: and touch each you'd other, you better yeah you better get married. Yes. So um, one of the the topics that came up as we were trying to figure out our our life together was that we had gotten married so young, and that some of those those mistakes of youth we never got to make. Sure. Which meant we didn't get to learn the lessons of those mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those was, you know, I I literally, I I was the only person my wife had ever dated. Really, she'd been on dates. Well,
0: yeah, she was seventeen. She was seventeen. Yeah, Yeah. I went
2: to her graduate. She we literally got married two months after she turned eighteen. So. You know those wow. those early twenty years where you know you you explore and you experience and you become yourself, we missed out on those
0: yeah we, she basically left her parents' house and was she literally a wife. left
2: her parents' house yeah. and moved into in with me yeah. yes, crazy so we tried to discuss because we knew we loved each other and we didn't necessarily want to you know we're not going to get divorced for for that um, but how do we go about rectifying some of those things? Um, and so the topic of non-monogamy came up. Um, we didn't know a whole lot about it <laughs> mm-hmm. and we made some very large mistakes, uh, in the beginning because we probably didn't do the kind of research we should have done.
0: So this was um, about 32? This You're, was about... I'm just trying to put a timeline on something. Yeah, things. I was
2: about, I want to say I was about third, between 30, and 31, somewhere in there. Okay. Just, just early thirties. She okay. was in her late twenties at the time, um... So we decided okay let's try this non-monogamy thing. That'll that'll you know, we stay together, we built a home, we've got a family, we don't want to give that up. Um so let's try to maybe just go out and and have some other experiences. Yeah. And
0: I want to make this part clear. It's not like you were sick of each other. No,
2: no. It's not, not
0: like you wanted a divorce. No. And I think that's a mis misnomer that people kind of assume is that your marriage was dead. And you did this to save your marriage. Now, yes, we could say this is an assumption, so correct me if I'm wrong. We did this to heighten our marriage and our experiences, but it's not to, quote unquote, save it.
2: Yeah, I think that there are, there's a, a group of people who think that this will save a marriage. I'm going to tell you that uh, it might for a short period of time, but ultimately it, it, yeah, if you're if not you am- don't work on your relationship. Right. No amount of outside anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wouldn't, I think that that was actually the mistake that we made at first was thinking that this was going to find, somehow supplement our marriage. It was going to, to bring it to a different level, which it's a subtle difference. But what I found is, if we're, when we when we finally figured out how to do it right for us, what that did was that that brought each of us as an individual up a notch, mm-hmm. and then we were able to take that and bring that into our marriage. Sure. So it was more focusing on rather than, all right, we've got these things together we've got to work on. It allowed us to focus on ourselves individually to create our own space and our own room for growth, and then bring those things together and share them. I love that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's, that's interesting to me because, I mean, again, I was married 17 years and, and you either grow on the road together or you shift and go apart and then you're always kind of pulling it back in. Pulling. But, I mean, I was, a, I had four kids in six years and by 10 years into my marriage, I was lost and didn't know who the hell I was. I was just mom. I would look in the mirror and I felt dead. And so I can see how this, in a way would be an advantage because you get to open yourself back up to who am i in my 30s now mm-hmm. who am i and obviously it doesn't have to be you know polyamory to do this but i can see where that would have been helpful for sure
2: yeah you have to maintain your own identity no matter what lifestyle you choose a monogamous lifestyle if you, it's it's so easy to lose yourself in a relationship and to to become just that person's partner Right. Um. You have to work on yourself, and and this is one avenue that lets us do that in our marriage. Right. It, is it, because I I get to go out and and meet and experience you know the 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 lives of other people. You know, if it weren't for for that, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to these two amazing women. Right. And we're, you know having a great conversation. Um, and, and all of this I get to bring into my own person, and then take that into my home. Sure. So, you said you make. Some mistakes in the beginning. We did. Um, we made some mistakes in the beginning. Um, we weren't very knowledgeable about uh, monogamy or non-monogamy, really at all. The only thing that I had ever heard about was uh, the swinging community,
0: right?
2: And and so, which we rumor thought,
0: has it is very large here in Utah. It's huge
2: in Utah. Yes. Um, and and anytime there's a a large conservative culture, there's also an equally sized uh, crazy subculture. Yeah. So. Um, one of the largest uh, swinging communities in really in the world is here in northern Utah. Oddly enough, this in the Bible Belt. Was it Draper? Are the, um, there are a lot in Draper. Yeah.
0: South Jordan, Draper. Area. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, so we we gave that a try, mostly because that was really all we knew about. Um, of course, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, Forty five. So yeah, so it was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, that, yeah. that was all.
0: That was kind of the first step that I was think the first step. into Absolutely. ethically non-monogamous.
2: Absolutely, sure. Um And and although swinging still is ethically non-monogamous, it's it's not. It didn't. It works for some people. It didn't work for us. Right. Um, so
1: is the thing that makes it ethical that you just bolt that. You're communicating about where you're at.
2: Yes, that's that really. Because I where know the there's going to be
1: people listening that are like, swinging is not ethical. What is that even like? How do you? How
2: so? You know, ethics when it comes you decide to what's this ethical. Like um, if I
1: decide I want to shoplift, can I be like, no, this is ethical shoplifting? Well, if you communicate with your partner about <laughs> it, then yes. Do not is. <laughs> is what I mean? Like how do we yeah. get to decide? That's so ethical. really, what it what, what you have to ask? I mean, ask, not a law.
2: I mean you, first of all, you right? have to ask: is sure. there is this going to hurt anyone? That really is the question that I ask myself, is if, is this going to create pain for someone?
1: But you can't know that it's not. But they had a discussion about it.
2: But, but I can ask before I do. Yes. So if, if, you know, if my wife had come to me and said, you know what, I don't want this to happen anymore. Well, then we can have a conversation about that. And that's where the ethics comes in. And we can, and we can then decide together where we're going to go from there versus, Versus just saying, well, uh, you know what, I'm 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 horny and I need to get my rocks off, and you you always have a headache, so I'm going to go out and find a girl to do it. <laughs> no, but it's true because I put I
0: uh, back in my uninformed years of singleness, someone had put something on there about either polyamory or ethically non-monogamous, and I said stupidly, why don't they just call it hooking up? Because that's what it is. And I got lit up by people because I was uneducated. Mm-hmm. And to the fact of on my personal podcast, um, Single and Strong, I did a Dating 101 just to explain it so people didn't look as stupid as I did mm-hmm. out in the single world. And so um, I think it's important that people notice that and say it starts with an open, authentic discussion. Mm-hmm. And you're not lying to anybody
1: but Can don't I? you think it's fair to say that m- most people who are uneducated about open marriage assume that you're
2: oh, unsatisfied yes. in your marriage and yes. you just want a if lot they, of sex? If they are uneducated, that is exactly what they think. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's the part of it they see. Mm-hmm. The part they don't see is, you know, the, the nights that I've gone over to, to a partner's house and had them cry on my shoulder because their dog died or mm-hmm. because they got in a fight with their mother-in-law or... Or you know brought them soup when they they got out of the hospital after having back surgery. Right. Or that's the part they don't see. What they see is oh you're married and you have one sexual partner and then you have another sexual partner. That has to be what it's all about. Exactly.
0: Right. Because Which that's it, it that's could what they see. Be, right? It can be.
2: It absolutely can right. be. Um,
1: but there's also relationships that absolutely. are built.
2: Okay. There there are there are deep meaningful relationships that are built. Sure. Absolutely.
1: And is that what you like? What is appealing about that to you?
2: To me personally, now for now, understand this is this is this me speaking. This is according speaking. to date. Yes. This is what I look for. Um, my soul craves that connection. My soul craves that. Uh, I want to hear your story. I want to. I want to both have someone feel comfortable around me enough to be vulnerable and then open to me being vulnerable around them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's what my soul craves. That's what I look for in all of this. Okay. So
1: let me ask you a question. Okay. If you met someone connected immediately, it was great. And she just could not wrap her head around. And she just said, I will not have sex with a married man. Like we will never have sex. Would would you still want to connect? Would you still want to? Yes. Pers- okay. And
2: I can I can honestly and fully say that because I have one person in mind. There's there is a person in my life, uh-huh. who um, I met her, oh, two and a half years ago. Um, and she was she. She got on to, I think it was Tinder at the time, Mm -hmm. um, because her her husband had cheated on her and she was reeling a little bit. Sure, in that cycle. In that cycle, so she was in that. Um, And she she specifically said in there, I just am looking for conversation. We matched, and we had a lot of great conversations. There was a lot of banter. We just talked back and forth. There was a connection there. Um, I literally had met this woman one time ever. We went to coffee, and we had coffee, and we talked. And I have not seen her in probably two years, but we still text we still mm. talk she is she is a, a wonderful friend um, her and her husband are still trying to work things out we I talk about that with her so yes for me personally uh, that's if if sex is off the table for that person and there's still a connection I want to go down the road where that connection takes mm. I've also had um, experiences where I've been out with someone and there is just a strong sexual connection. And that's we, all it and, is too. And that's all it is. Yeah. And we feel that sexual connection. Sure. Everybody's consensual. Everybody's on board. We all know what's happening. And then when that's over, I think, All right, well that was a lot of fun. Thanks for that, you know, and sometimes it, it just separates from there. Sometimes a friendship is created. Um I, I'm very open to wherever the connection happens to lead.
1: Okay, so I have a question, though. When you say everyone's consensual or everyone's on board, who's everyone?
2: So everyone would be anyone who might be... That's a great question. ...who might be injured through that activity. So, I mean, primarily, it would be... Emotionally. And emotionally. <laughs> I'm not talking... You know what you he's get just <laughs> laughing.
0: Sorry. If you get, if you get, if you get my physically head, injured, it. you shouldn't have brought the paddle.
2: Anyway. Um, that's a whole, that's podcast a whole other episode. podcast episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, I'm like a 12 year old. All right. Boy. So primarily, you know, you've got the the people who are going to be in the room. The two people. You know, am, am I consenting? Is she consenting? Yes. You know, that 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 I think everyone understands. Right. Um, the next circle that gets considered would be, you know, my wife and anyone else I might happen to be involved in that level of a relationship. with. Oh, really? So it depends on the relationship. Okay. I've had relationships where it's where um, where where it's 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 been defined as all right, I am married and uh, you know to my wife and I have a girlfriend and you know I feel like I'm being fulfilled for the moment in this scenario and so it gets closed in that that group. I, I've been in that dynamic. To before.
1: where you have a wife and a girlfriend and a girlfriend, and, you're and not that's really it. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Okay.
2: um That really depends on the relationship. I mean, that's very that's a very dynamic thing mm-hmm. to try to define. But I have been in those situations. So you know if if everyone who has a say in this um is is okay and on board with it, then that's who they are. So if this happens to be a married woman, does your husband know? Is he going to be injured by this? Um,
0: and that's a conversation you have
2: yes, absolutely okay, absolutely I so know what
0: that. about let's pretend you were dating four women? Does mm-hmm. each woman need to know, or does she set that parameter def- with you?
2: She would have to set that parameter. That's something that would have to be handled on an okay. individual level. Okay. You know, We would have to have that conversation. What do you of, do, do, send a group text where out? Where are No, we... <laughs> no that, <laughs> usually, that usually <laughs> is. Hey, I'm meeting girls so at birth. usually <laughs> happens over either dinner or pillow talk. I'm not going to lie, though. That's when those conversations happen. Because okay. where... they're vulnerable conversations, so yeah. they have to be moments where everyone feels safe.
0: Okay, so in let's say that everyone has expressed, or multiple mm-hmm. of them have expressed, I want to know. When you're out with this woman feeling
2: a sexual connection, do you really go check in?
1: With like four with women? With four women.
2: If I if I put myself in that situation and I made those commitments, I would. Okay. Um, I never have been in, in one quite that um, extensive. Got it. Uh, that... <laughs> Uh, I also I <laughs> like also making up yeah. these experiences. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. later <laughs> and that's the thing is I also know what my own limitations are. So I know I know, you know, I, I can it's it's something that you feel. You start to feel a little stretched, you start to feel a little thin. Yes. Um and it's usually a scheduling issue. That's start that really is where where I personally know that, all right, I'm take, like, taking on a little more than I can chew Got it. is when I'm starting to pull out my calendar and going, all right, when can I, <laughs> you know, that's when I'm like, all right, it's time to get off the dating apps. It's time so to, funny. you know, I've often had, I'm oh, not often, a couple of times I've had people express to me to say, oh, you're polyamorous, then your kink must be scheduling because that really I have is, never heard that. Yeah, that is funny. Because it really is, that's that's one of the hardest parts, is just scheduling because, you know, people mm-hmm. want quality time and, yes. and that's what I want too. I want quality time but I also have a job and I have kids and I have a lawn that has to be mowed and I have a furnace okay. filter that needs to be changed and I have, well, and she wants quality time as well. You know, yes. dishes need to be done so there's all these responsibilities you have to throw in with...
0: I had never even thought about the scheduled part yeah, but it it's, makes it's complete a, sense. It's,
2: it is it is a scheduling It can be a scheduling nightmare. Sure. So when that starts to get, like, full and I start to think, you know what, I don't even have time in my day to see these people that I'm really connecting with, that's when I personally say, okay, I'm not actively looking anymore. I'm always passively open, Mm -hmm. like, but I stop actively looking for new connections. That makes sense. Um, So... If I were dating four people at that level where we're having this conversation of, all right, if if you're out with someone else and this is going to happen and I have to call four people, I would tell myself, (laughs) you have been off far more than you can chew. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You're like, I'm going to send you a girl's phone number and I need you to tell her the same thing. (laughs)
2: Right? Listen. (laughs) Tell girlfriend number two. (laughs) Call one, two, and three for (laughs) me. I haven't got time. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's... I, I I would say that uh, the most I would have to see, all of this would be pre-cleared with my wife to begin with. You know, yes. That's, that's something that, hey, I'm going to be out. If this happens, are you good? That's kind of a standing, one of those standing. That legs. makes sense. Yeah. 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 You know, all right. If you're feeling that and you follow the rules, then it's okay. Then mm-hmm. then, then I can tell her about it. And really, that's where it all happens. starts is yes. the rules, right? Yes. Absolutely. Agree you to be, on your do's and
1: don'ts yep.
0: and how far you can clear. push it or
1: mm-hmm. not or when I give you permission or not. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So when we went to coffee recently, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, something that came up was how your polyamorous relationships have evolved, mm-hmm. and you, I kind of got the sense that you're looking more for to not so many people, not such a scheduley thing. Like you'd be content with
2: yes, your I,
1: wife and one. I would partner. say
2: that I'm getting I, I'm getting to the point where I, and it's mostly just learning more myself. And mm-hmm. and what I'm capable of and what I have to give, right? Because that's a huge part of it too. It's not like I'm just looking for all of this stuff to come to me. I'm looking for pieces of myself that I find joy in giving away. Yeah. Um, but I only have so much. I'm a limited person. Um, and so learning over the years how much I can give without feeling drained is is has been a long journey. Yeah. Um. I think fifteen getting to know years, yourself, right? Yeah. Fifteen years. Getting to know yourself is the longest journey we all have, right? Yeah. Right. So um I'm I'm getting to that point where I I'm looking for probably yeah more quality less quantity. Right. More um and and it was actually interesting cuz you asked you 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 worded it very well that day. You you asked me a very specific question and you said if you okay so if you were to find one person and it was you and and your wife and this one person and you were getting everything you need and would you get off dating apps at that point in time? And I, I think my answer is the same. I said, Yeah, I would. And I have in the past. And I would still be very much open to that. Mm-hmm. To, to, yeah, just, you know, putting the focus more on those, those, those areas.
1: Okay. So, and then we yeah. talked about this too. And this is where it gets like so messy for me. Mm-hmm. And he's smiling right now because he knows. I got to hear this. I'm such I am an not an overthinker. To this. That I, like, the, the question is, how do you just stay in the moment in whatever you're in? But like, like when we talked about that, that he would feel pretty content with his wife and one partner, then I said, okay, hypothetically speaking, if you wanted me to be that one partner. Yeah. But I wasn't looking for anything exclusive and was also dating other people. I had dating apps and. Gotcha. Like, how do you, how do you, Dave, handle a relationship where it's like I can only handle my wife and one person mm-hmm. and this one person is someone I really care about but she's dating multiple people like would I owe it to those people to say I have a boyfriend who's married to someone else who's not dating other people but I'm allowed to do like my it just Lord. gets so messy okay. in my head that I'm like can, okay. we, I'm can we make oh, a well, flowchart I think
2: I think I can answer that um with with maybe a change in conceptual thinking. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, relationships are from 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 my point of view, relationships are are what I am receiving and what I am giving. Now, if I am getting what I need out of that relationship, and you have more capacity to give, and you go out and find those other partners. That allow you to give and receive what you need, then that would actually only enhance our relationship, yep. it that would makes it total would make sense. our relationship better because you are becoming more fulfilled as a person. So there's no jealousy involved there because there's no ownership there.
1: How do there. you not get jealous?
0: How? I think it's a journey to get there well, it it is definitely with is.
1: it is
2: no, no it really real. is it really is. it's it's a journey. You have to. You have to change a lot of the, the programming that society has given us. Have you
1: ever been jealous of a relationship that your wife is in with someone else?
2: I would say that early on I felt uh, maybe some some twings of jealousy, um, but we were open enough that we were able to talk about them. Um, because that really is, is how you... you You take that journey. You you express what you're feeling. Now, so for example, if my wife was going out with someone one night and, and, you know, I was sitting at home and I was thinking more about me than about her that night, I would have a conversation and say, you know, I really, I, I, I don't want you to not go on your date because I want you to have that. I love you and I want you to get what you need. But at the same time, I need two minutes to just explain how I'm feeling. You know, I don't want that to change your pattern. But after that two minutes and saying, you know what, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, maybe a little lonely tonight, maybe a little this. I don't want you to, I don't need you to do anything. I just need you to understand how I'm feeling. Then Mm -hmm. most of the time, in fact, all of the time that I've experienced that alleviates those feelings, she can go out, enjoy her connection. Just because
1: you feel understood because Just because I feel
2: understood and validated, which Mm -hmm. is really all you need in that moment anyway. You're just looking for, does this person care about me enough to listen, Mm -hmm. you know, at a time, even when they have something important going on. And she always has. And so I've never felt like I needed to be jealous after that.
0: Okay, so I'm going to... Can I ask you a question? Yes. I'm putting you on the spot here. If you think you would be jealous in this type of situation, what is the fear behind it? What are you making your partner being with someone else mean? That he'll leave you for her? I
1: think that's what it really... Like, if I... was in a happy marriage, and we both agreed to enhance that marriage with outside connections. Yeah, I think it. I think it would still. I still overthink and get in my head about why am I not enough?
0: Okay, you know. But let me. So let me add a follow up question to that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever been with a man where you feel fully secure in his love for you?
1: No, I have not. Nor have I. Wow. And
0: I think when you feel that, you know, this man loves me with his entire being. Mm -hmm. He's not going to leave because we're so good together.
1: Does that make sense? It does make Yeah, it does make sense. But then I go to the next thing, which is if we're fully secure, then... Why do we need more from other people?
2: I can give you a very simple example. Now, understand this is a very simple example because this, that gets a lot more complicated. That probably is the hardest question to answer mm-hmm. in, in any polyamorous conversation I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to simplify it down to one example. Okay, um, I know my wife, and I know that one of the things that she really enjoys in a relationship is a first kiss. OK, the first time you kiss somebody, you get butterflies, you get there's an energy about it. There is there is there's just something about it. Mm-hmm. OK, no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do in my life, I will never, ever, ever be able to give her a first kiss again. Yep. I don't have that capacity. I think part of the answer to that question is you have to realize your own limited capacity. I am limited. I am a limited human being. I cannot be everything for someone else. And it is unfair for me to ask someone else to be everything for me. Now, that's from my own standpoint. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a few options in that scenario. The, the first scenario, and in this one, it's pretty easy because it's we're talking about a first kiss. Most people just say, well, I really love the first kiss, but I've traded it for security. I've traded it for a home. I've mm-hmm. traded it for a partner. That's an easy trade-off. I get that. Um, but when you start throwing in more complicated feelings, that trade-off can get a little bit muddy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, um, which, which then you just take that and repress it. You, know, you repress that desire. You repress that need. Um, you can get divorced over. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who's going to get divorced over a first kiss, but there are issues that people do get divorced over. So you get divorced and you move on. So you give up the security, you give up the partner, you give up the home, you give up the the business of marriage. Or you can open yourself up to realize that it doesn't have to be all all or nothing. You can find a way to navigate through that. My wife can go get as many first kisses as she wants, and I know she's coming back. Does that mean I have to learn and grow? I have to be more comfortable in myself. I have to know that I'm going to be okay no matter what. The other part of that that was really tough for me, the hardest part for me to grasp was, all right, so I put myself through the scenario. What if my wife did decide to leave? Would I? How would I feel? What would I really want? Um, would I want her not to leave simply because she has no other option? Or do I want her to stay because she wants to stay? because she wants me as a partner I find I'm actually much more um, secure in our marriage knowing that she has the option to leave for someone else she can find as many partners as she wants and huh. she could go build a life with any of them but who does she choose she chooses me even though the competition is open yeah anyone and everyone could try to you know I'm not limiting who she talks to or who she sees or yet she still chooses me so that creates a more um, a, a more stable connection for me personally. I don't know that everybody would be the same. Yeah. I mean, but it makes me, sense that's, when that's you say it, I
1: but it. I think I still would always be thinking like, what if this is the one that makes more sense than me? You know? Yeah. I
0: th- I think that's a very obvious um, observation. And I don't
1: think I'm a super jealous person like i really can kind of just accept things and know that i can't control things and i feel like i'm a pretty confident person but i just i don't know how to get past that idea in my head like yeah we're in love with each other but there might be someone else that he falls in love i don't know like it just feels
2: like but let's say let's say that they do fall in love um I know lots of polyamorous people. I myself have had other partners that I have loved deeply. Um, but that doesn't detract from the love I have for my wife. That doesn't take away from it. So it's not necessarily a competition. It's when you, when you realize that your options are open and you realize that love is boundless, love is endless. Humans have a a capability to give love on a grand scale. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Maybe it's maybe the thought is more like what if, what if you met a woman and you fell in love with her and it didn't take away from the love that you have for your wife, but that woman was not married, which also brings up another question that I have about do you prefer dating E and M married people over single people or does it matter? But what if you were dating someone that said. I want a life with you, but only you. Like, what if you fell in love with someone that kind of gave you an ultimatum?
2: Um, I think in the I think <laughs> yeah, that's I can a make up question. scenarios all that's day a fair long, question. So. And well, and I can I can answer them hypothetically, but understand that it's a hypothetical answer. Um, I would say early on in my E and M journey, I probably would have had a very hard time with that question. Nowadays, it would be a very simple conversation. It would be, I know where I want to be, and that's not it.
0: Okay, so but let me if clarify. If you are going that. to
2: give me the ultimatum, yeah, then I'm sorry, but we're going to have to. End Meaning,
0: this. I need to clarify because because I can see this two ways. Meaning, she says you're the only one I want.
1: Like I want you to leave your wife.
2: Okay, and
0: okay. Stop
1: practicing polyamory. Gotcha. And be with me. To be with me. Yeah, but um, I
0: hear that that's a common thing where people get too close and start making those. Then you know that's the time when polyamorous people bow out. It it can be. No, bow
2: out of the relationship. Not, I mean, or get divorced because people do or get divorced. Yeah. So I, it really depends. And and I have actually, you know, had partners in my life that have decided they want they want something um, more traditional. Um, they've never actually looked at me and said, "I want you to be that person in the more traditional." Right. Um, so I there was one woman I dated, and and you know I I loved her to death. She we we dated for several months, um, went on weekend vacations. I I mean, we were, she was one of those that I left dating apps for. It was me and her and and my wife. And I was, you know, I was very content in that moment. Um, she had some medical problems come up and she realized, Hey, I want a more full-time partner. You know, when we first got together, she was like, I love this idea. I love the freedom. I love to be able to do what I want. Not really answer to anybody, but still have the, still have some of the benefits of having a partner around. And it mm-hmm. worked really well. But she had some medical problems come up. And she was like, all right, I, I, I've, I've learned that I need someone more full-time. Um, she was very understanding because she, she'd practiced poly before. So she said, I know that can't be you, and I would never ask that. So, But I do need to go find some, something you know different. I need to go find something. I need to focus on that. And so that's why that relationship ended, was because of something ex- similar to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the question is, am I going to leave my wife or someone else? The answer is always no. You know, will my wife and I ever get divorced? I I don't have a crystal ball, but if we did, it's going to be because of problems that we have between us, not because someone else comes in the scenario. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So answer my question real quick about, have you noticed a difference in stability and connection if it's a married poly, you know, mm-hmm. if you're dating married people versus um, single? There divorced? There is a
2: difference, but once again, that difference comes back to scheduling. It, it doesn't have anything to do with connection. It doesn't have anything to do with with jealousy, um, it is, it is, it's hard enough to schedule, um, just to you know, date. Just to yeah. date. Monogamous so date. now I am scheduling around my wife and we are scheduling around her husband, that, that becomes complicated. It's not impossible.
1: So do you kind of prefer divorced or single?
2: It really depends. I mean, it, the scheduling nightmares can be worth it for the connection. Um, I don't know that I prefer, but I, I I don't know that I have a preference, but I will say that I, I know that it is more complicated dating a married woman. Hmm. Just on just from a scheduling aspect.
0: Yeah. I think uh, kind of as the person observing this conversation happen, and I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of you two where I stand, because not in the middle of your Whatever that's in the front of me, but in the middle, that's as far as episode. I went, yeah, that's a, different a whole episode. different podcast. I went from you know saying it's just a hookup to now I can absolutely see how people do it and I have a lot of respect for them, etc. And um, you say I think I would be jealous, and obviously, Dave is you know, ENM, so I'm sitting here watching this and. I can see that the advantage of this is definitely whatever he takes away from his intimate or emotional time with another partner. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He feeds it back into his family and his wife, like he said, and she gets the benefit of seeing him elevate himself rather than being the guy who I've been married to for 25 years who... You know, sits on the couch and reads the newspaper and hates his life, mm-hmm. and so I think, and and that's I think the biggest thing t- to come away from this is, um, if you're considering this lifestyle, people who are not communicating, not open, not understanding of um, your dating other people or whatever, are probably not the. "Quote unquote safe ENM type people because yes. I think there are other people that are just using it as a charade to sleep around, and I think what makes this successful. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Is yes, we said the communication mm-hmm. of all parties, the rules that are in place. You know whether it's um, you know you can only spend this many hours with her. or well, I don't know what it is, but without those it's just willy-nilly craziness and people are just sleeping around it and that's what most people are assuming
2: that's yes and I, I, I agree with that um, honesty is uh, honesty in communication um, yeah. both with you know your partner and partners um, as well as with yourself is is the absolute key what do you what do you who are you what do you want Um no, you have to know your own limits. Am I going to be jealous? Am I going to, and if you, if if that's something that, you know, I, like, I think one of the very first things that I said to you is it's not for everybody. Yeah. It really isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it can be, it can be worth it or it can be absolutely detrimental. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of openness. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of, um, scheduling. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, and it's unfortunate that that you know people use it as guys to sleep around. I don't, I don't think that's good at yeah. all. You know, I, I, one of my mottos is you know I don't want I, I don't hurt anybody. I don't want anybody hurting. I don't I don't ever want to be the you know person mm-hmm. someone's shedding tears over.
0: Sure, and, and I and I think that's kind of the hard part that's given it somewhat of a bad name, in some instances. Like, um, I've met a few people online. They were very upfront out the gate. They had it on their profile, which I usually steer clear from, because that's not where I want to be, at least right now in my situation, or I have a friend that went out with the man, wonderful dinner, everything after speaking, and then he said, oh, and by the way, I'm married, and I would love to date you, and it was like a right hook, right? Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, those type of people make it a little bit chaotic, and that's why I shared on our dating episode, I just want to see it up front. Let me choose... Let me be educated about it. Let me know what I'm getting into because let's talk really quick about who this can be successful for. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who is just looking for a brief connection, maybe a great friendship, someone to be there, um, but not have ties to. Mm-hmm. That's one I've seen. Yep. Who else does this work out for? Because I know, and I don't, uh, and I'm sorry, but I don't know if Andrea and I spoke of this on air or not, but, you know, she said it's the perfect thing. He said to me, "It's the perfect thing. You don't have any commitment to anybody. You don't have this. You know, I can work around your schedule or whatever." You're like so, strong selling point. Yeah, they that's were- what we were saying. He was trying <laughs> to sell that. you. I remember that. I remember
2: that. He said. I remember that podcast. You know, yeah, he was trying to sell it. And I thought, was I trying to sell it? Yeah, but I mean not and, just <laughs> and you've now met out. me so
0: you can see how snarky I am. Um, because oh, it might have been true. I maybe I wasn't. Right. I but but you are telling her the benefits of Ooh, it. I mean sure. to consider it, you need to ask, what's in this for me? What's the benefit of it?
2: Right. So the people that I've found that are successful um, are people who have come to value their own freedom. Um, they've come to value their own person their own individuality and more specifically people who have experienced life um when they've lost that individuality Uh, because it is like we mentioned it is very easy to lose yourself in a relationship yeah and so this works well for them because um they get to keep that freedom you know the we're not on some relationship escalator where, you know, we go on a coffee date and we go to dinner and then we hold hands and then we, you know, and eventually there's a girlfriend, boyfriend relationship. You know, I call that, I call it the relationship escalator. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's traditionally what, what relationships look like. This is very different from that. This, this is not focusing on what's the next step. This is focusing on what's happening right here, right now in this moment. Yeah. And so you can have all those positive parts of that without the fear of losing yourself. And you've got someone who, who will support you in your own personal journey. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've had partners that have told me about other dates that they've been on. Hey, I went skiing with this guy and it was great. You know, yeah. and, and I get to be supportive of that person instead of going, Oh, well, what did he say? And what, and, and, and have to come off as this, <laughs> this crazy <laughs> that jealous person. <laughs> you know, I, I and it's I that think
1: being in the moment thing that's hard for me. Like I, I don't know. I'm always like,
0: yeah, Thera- I mean, I... therapy helped me with that.
1: Yeah. It
0: really did. Because I, I always lived like six out, six years ahead I was always <laughs> living it. So let's talk about because I want to um also educate the people who are considering it. Mm-hmm. Who is this not for?
2: This Obviously
0: is, if you're insecure okay, so Andrew I'm not saying you're insecure. Okay, but if you, know you I mean. get jealous Yes, so this is not I, this for you. This is not
2: for you. This is not for someone who's trying to save their marriage. Okay. This this, yeah. this will not save anyone's marriage. In fact, if there are already issues, this will bring them to the surface. This will very quickly bring them to the surface. Um, it is not for, for someone who is looking for a, uh, a, a lifelong partner. Um, I've, I've often wondered, all right, so if I wasn't married, would I be in the same position that I am right now? As far as like my attitudes toward ENM toward, I think that I would be, but I would also always have one eye out for that person I'd want to build a life with. Right. Um, and so if that's really what you're looking for, if that's really what you're you're trying to find is someone to build a life with, um, then you can make a great friendship with an ENM person, but they're probably not going to be the best candidate because chances are they've already done a lot of soul searching um and decided that that really isn't the life they want.
0: Right. And don't fool yourself because I know someone who is dating an ENM gentleman and she says she doesn't want a relationship, but yet all the vocalization is she wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like to herself, man and wife, you know. Yep. And I don't know that she's necessarily saying it about him, but She's yeah. saying, Oh, I'm good with this, but I really want a relationship type right. of thing.
1: And that's, that's really what it is for me. It's like, how do you meet multiple people and stay aligned with them? Like, how do you not have one have deeper feelings or one develop jealousy or one, like, it just seems like such a complex experience to have to.
2: It is, but <laughs> that, but, but that really is one of the beauties of it is learning how to, how I fit. I, as an individual fit in some of those complexities. Um, It also helps that, that uh, there are, for me personally, there's really no expectations. There's, you know, I, I start talking to people. If it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, I, okay, that one didn't work out. You know, there's no, um, there's no animosity. There's no, you know, it just didn't work. It, Mm -hmm. I could have all sorts of desires of, of every nature for a person, but if it's, if the, if, if the situation or the timing or whatever it is, isn't there, then I've learned through experience that I can, I can take even as much as a five sentence conversation, find something great about it, add that to myself and then move on with my life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've had wonderful conversations that have lasted a couple of days on some of these dating sites, and then they just kind of fade away. Mm -hmm. I don't consider that a loss. Some people would say, "Oh, well, that, you know, I lost that one. I had that one on the hook and lost it all together." I just, I think, you know, what? I had two days of conversation with a great person who made me a better person, and I can move on with my life. I, I can keep going down my journey.
0: Yeah, I think an I think an easy way to simplify it is take a journey with me. Look at your friendships for a minute. You have so many friends, right? Men, women, we hang out. I go hang out with other friends, right? Yeah. The only difference is sex. So when you hang out with me, you get uplifted and you laugh a lot and all the good (laughs) things. No, but really, you, you take away our friendship, but then you go hang out with someone else. Chris, Heather, whomever, and you take away other things. And so I think that's... No, you don't come talk to me about what you did with so-and-so and and all the things, but I think that's their security because... I I mean, I'll speak openly. I used to validate myself from someone loving me.
1: So you let other people... You needed other people to validate you. Yeah.
0: So... I would be insecure if he was with someone else because you're not validating me, you love me because you have her in the picture. But now because of the work and everything I've done, I can absolutely see why people swing. I can absolutely see why there's E&M because whether you like me or not, I don't give a shit.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It makes sense and I agree with you. Logically, yes. I just think that I get, I'm so in my head all the time that I just really, I just think this is, and here's what I've learned about myself recently, completely unrelated to polyamory, is that I am not emotionally available right now. I'm just not. Really? So I keep attracting emotionally unavailable people. And if I happen to meet someone who's emotionally available, I look for the out as quick as I can.
2: Like I'm going to, I'm going to sabotage this in a minute. Is that why you haven't texted me back? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. You know, and
1: so I'm just in my head all the time. I don't know how to, like, I, I think I've lost so many people in my life that I didn't ever imagine losing. Yes. That I, now I'm kind of jaded and I think every friendship has a shelf life every relationship has an expiration date. So I, I think that's I, hated though. I pull
2: back a I little think that's bit. That's true.
0: Yeah. Nothing is permanent.
1: And so, but I think that thought makes me just sad enough that I'm just like, I'm, I'm either going to get hurt or I'm going to leave before I get hurt. And that's going to hurt too.
2: See, that thought, <laughs> that thought does something very different to me though, because you're right. Nothing's permanent. So what that thought does to me is it, tells me that i need to value what's happening right now because it's not going to last yeah so and i know even, so i believe this that. is the moment
1: yeah and i'm trying to do that i'm trying to just be in the moment yeah and i
0: think it's the difference is the fixed mindset and the not fixed mindset which is so simple do you look for the destination i'm gonna get married and then my life will be good or do you just enjoy the journey, and then if he leaves, he leaves, and you're divorced, and you move to the next journey? And you and I are very much the same. I'm just ahead of you on the spectrum because I'm older than you, and I got married before you and divorced before you, right? In that, going through therapy, I always realize I'm the end person. I'm the I'm the fixed mindset. I focus on the destination, and then once I have it, I focus on the next one and the next one. And, yeah. And... I think what all of this is about, whether it be polyamory or dating or whatever, it is all temporary and you just enjoy the journey because who the hell knows where you're going to end up. Yeah. And that in itself is a huge, hard thing to do because, um, you know, I know what I want and I know what I, you know, and it's just, it's hard to be in that moment. So I agree. I, it's a lesson I need to learn too.
1: Maybe I'll just go change my dating profile to E&M now. Maybe I'll just do it. <laughs>
0: You'll have a full schedule then, because they're trying to fit you into their schedule. I'm That's true. That in. would be
1: convince me. I'm sold. Right. That actually in. would be
0: a good experiment. I won't lie. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, do we have any other questions for Dave at the moment? I think I think we've hit Does a we good know? hour. Do you
1: have any other things you want to? Do you have any strong selling points you want to throw strong in? Strong
2: selling? No, I think I've sold it. Yeah, I have. think if I've convinced you, <laughs> yeah, you're going <laughs> E <E&M>, and girl. <laughs> No, uh, no, nothing that I think I need to add, unless. Yeah, unless it's a lot to think questions. about, and that's again exactly One why we bring I this up. One thing that I
1: think people are going to want to know. Yeah. What are your rules with your wife?
2: Oh yeah, okay. Um,
1: and then we'll end. Cause cause it's so been long.
2: we have some of the the very basic rules. Some people's rules get really complicated. Ours is pretty much um, honesty. Uh, so she knows, and I, when I'm out, she knows, you know who I'm with generally where we're going to be and generally how long I'm going to be. Obviously we kind of, you know, have to play things by ear sometimes just because that's scheduling, but I never like say, Hey, I'm going to the grocery store and I go out on a date. You know what I mean? So she knows that, you know, like she knows, you know, I'm here, we're doing a podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, she knows who I'm with. Um, and then if there is a, a sexual experience outside of, of her and I protection is used. That's your rule. That's yeah, that's it. Um, and you know other than that it's it's just like like i said scheduling things it's like hey you know do we have anything friday obviously we prioritize you know kid stuff if there's a band concert i'm not going to mm-hmm. make a date you know just standard things that parents usually yeah. do
1: Do you guys have access to each other's dating calendars and phones and pictures of who you're dating That's a good
2: question So we um we have access to them like if she asked to see it i would show it to her but she never has asked um, and same goes the other way. I, I've never felt, so we do have, we actually do have a calendar, a shared calendar that we keep on our phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly, so, Hey, I know what she's doing. And then we've got a specific one that's set up for like, you know, dates. So like, you know, we can open it up and go, okay. Um, I know what's going on Friday that's open, you know, he's going to be a date. So the calendar we have shared, um.
1: As far as like pictures, as of, as girls like pictures of girls. As far as like pictures of
2: girls, if she's if she's like if I'm if I'm like on a dating app and, and I'm starting to really talk to somebody and we stood and it gets to the point where we're like you know because I don't tell her everybody I match with her or everybody say it just that it would be ridiculous but it's like to a point where like hey you know what? this might be going somewhere and we that's sort of when we've we've that's so crazy to tended <laughs> to tended to start filling each other in is when we're talking about a first date with somebody. You know, it's, hey, we're talking about this. We're thinking about going out Saturday. And and sometimes, but not all the time, we'll just like show each other the profile that's on there. Oh, who, you know, and that's more out of interest. Oh, hey, you're talking to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. who's, let me see. You know, and I'll, you know, and she'll show me a couple pictures of this guy. Yeah, it looks like a nice so guy. So is it
0: really yeah. dating apps where you meet people?
2: It is, really. It's not
0: like there's an ENM site.
2: So there actually is a dating app um, that allows you to put ENM on your profile. Huh. Um, I haven't had much success with that one. I actually have had more success with your standard dating apps. In fact, one of my favorites is Mumble, because the (laughs) ladies have to the ladies have to take the first initiative. We hate that. I know you hate that. And if I if if I was traditionally looking for you know a partner, I would I would probably lean somewhere else. But since my situation is somewhat uncommon.
0: And you put it on your profile. And I put
2: it on my profile. I usually make the assumption that they've done some investigation before but they see it. Oh, well. But not Andrea. It's not, it's not <laughs> as me. As it's not as uncommon as you think. There's been many uh, conversations where I've had to say, did you read the yeah, profile? Yeah, because they're looking yeah. at faces a lot. Absolutely. It's that stoplight swiping that yeah. we've you talked know, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you after listening to your dating app... um podcast your episodes that for men it's very different I, it was it was actually quite the insight to, to understand now we need a guy on no, to do they, ours you're the
1: third guy now that has said you need to have men talk about dating oh,
2: apps yeah men just swipe like, uh, like I'm, all I'm, the time i'm i'm more picky than most of the guys wait men just swipe their... right all the time all the time right 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 i, right, I work right. with a single guy no and and during cause... lunch we're sitting there talking and he's just swiping what? Like, dude, you're not even looking. Yeah,
1: that's what I hear. It's a numbers like game they'll for get, men. They'll get a match like once or twice a that's month.
2: That's why it's men a, don't message
1: you first because
2: why. they just because swipe and have, sit. Absolutely. No, 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 no. That's not okay, it. Okay, he's correct. It's because for every 500 swipes, you might get one match.
1: Isn't
2: that – that's insane. So, so the reason – Isn't that how many
0: there. people – women are online? Yes. What the, the F? F? No wonder we're single. So,
2: so – I mean, he just sits there and swipes right. We're sitting, I mean, he's not even looking. I asked him one time, I said, What are you doing? He's like, Trying to find a date for the weekend. It's like, You're not even looking at the oh, pictures. We need to have guys. We, we definitely need, need to do a do that. Absolutely, of men. Because, Yeah, man panel. Uh, I'm telling you, that's how it works. It's a numbers game. He could spend all day long reading all of this stuff, and the chances of matching with that woman are going to be so slim that it's better just time. to swipe right on everybody and then filter them out if they match with him.
1: We do. We need to have them. Man, my more, mind it's much is much more efficient
2: for a guy. I guarantee it. Yeah. And you know what? And it actually is interesting because I see my wife and I see her dating apps. And you know the little badge that tells you how many people have swiped on you? Yeah. Okay. What's yours at? Uh, like two
0: hundred and fifteen.
2: Okay, ninety nine plus is usually what it's. What's yours at? Yeah. Uh,
1: mine. Mine's always the max number plus. Okay. Honestly, you know I her, am You know what the honest. largest
2: number I've ever had is. The largest number I've ever had. And actually, this was when on I was your on, profile. on my profile. Okay. This is when I was on a vacation in Vegas. Okay? And it I was, yeah, so people in Vegas. Yes. So this is not Utah dating. This is like hookup Vegas dating. 17. That's the highest number I've ever had. Like the instant my wife made a dating we profile on a new thinkers. app. We are such tinkers. Yeah. Like 99 within like... Like, yeah. a few minutes.
1: And no matter how fast I go through to get it, I, I've never had it go below nope. the max plus.
2: Nope. I know. I, it's I, a numbers um, game for men. It absolutely is. That's why we swipe so much differently than you.
0: That's crazy. Uh, because I just went to San Francisco, as I said earlier, and I decided to pay for See Who Likes You on Bumble. Um, and it be-
1: changes your location to San Francisco. Yes, mm-hmm. because
0: it's more efficient. But I had forgotten that part so I, I just kept scrolling and scrolling through all the people, like I couldn't believe all of the likes I'd gotten. And I don't, I'm not interested in long distance dating or anything. So, but it was so many, but I'm going to say it, the caliber of men were much different in a better way in San Francisco than I have found here. So and is that
1: because you paid?
0: No, I think, I think it's honestly an age thing. Mm. Because outside of Utah Yes, outside older, you know, um, in their career, younger children, which obviously I have a young child, and here in my age group, it's there's not a lot of people. It is such
2: a microclimate of social norms here. Yeah. It's so weird.
0: And I'm finding that like lots and again I'm only almost fifty two, but lots of widowers and lots of you know, mm. people that are very into the church and in my age range and so I've kind of bumped the numbers here. But it was an interesting I mean
1: that'll be something. That is. Let's take the podcast on the road. There you go. There you go. Dating in other Date. states. We there can write that go. off on our taxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? What? That is a great idea. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm not well, kidding. I, I'm not kidding either. I'm all for it. Dave can come be our wingman. I, hey, I'm in. I'm a great wingman.
2: Great. <laughs> you have no idea. Great, yeah. great.
0: Well, I think with that we'll wrap up. This has been a great episode. Thank you, Dave, so much for all the insights. Absolutely, great. I'm sure uh, the conversation will
2: continue. Yeah, I appreciate uh, having the honor of being your first yeah. guest.
0: Yeah, yeah. Happy to have Dave you. Too. And you guys, if you liked this episode, or even if you're a little unsure about it, we would love to hear your thoughts. So you can find us on social media. Instagram and Facebook, Facebook and, and TikTok and TikTok, but we haven't put anything up there. But we're going to. We are totally going to. But also, please, we ask shamelessly for reviews and ratings because that podcast will be shown more mm-hmm. if it has reviews. It helps other people find us. Yes, that helps them find us. So, all right. Until next time. Thank you. See you.